good morning and welcome to another reading of the Bible. We are reading Acts chapter 8 verse 1 today and it's really just a continuation at the very end of Acts chapter 7. Um, we were on Acts chapter 7 for 11 days. It's really the 12th day and we're going to finish that today. And it starts off by saying this, Saul was one of the witnesses and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. And we talked about that yesterday. Saul was this young man. He was a devout um, zealot for Judaism and the traditions of the law. And he saw that these Christians, these quote Christians were out, they were this cult and we got to get rid of them. And so he and all the other religious leaders are about to go door to door, dragging Christians out of their house, throwing them in prison and possibly killing them. Okay, And he was there at the first killing. Like Stephen was the straw that broke the camel's back. They, they're like, well, we could wait and see what would happen. If you remember Gamaliel said, just wait and see what happens. I mean, maybe nothing will come from it. Well, something did come from it. And these guys had finally had enough. And so they, they start killing Christians. And so Saul had been there. He was throwing a rock to agree with the killing of Stephen continues in verse 1. A great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered throughout the region of Judea and Samaria. And then it says in parentheses, which means this may or may not have been in the original manuscript, but everything else I said was in the manuscript. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning. And so Stephen was, um, of course, uh, buried and his body was taken care of. And that must have taken great courage to come bury the first martyr, knowing that you could have been killed just in your act of burying him, in your act of mourning. So there's a couple interesting things about the second part of verse 1. And if you remember the language of Acts chapter 1, remember Jesus is there and he's standing with them before he ascends. And he says, you're going to be my witnesses in Judea. He says in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And then you know, the Holy Spirit's going to be come on you with power. Well, the Holy Spirit did come on them with power and they were his witnesses in Jerusalem. And then they stopped. Think about it. They were his witnesses, but we only read about them in Jerusalem. And so we wonder like if this persecution hadn't happened, would they have eventually reached the entire community of Jerusalem and nobody else? Would there have been like a million Christians in Jerusalem and no Christians anywhere else? just makes you think. So this persecution starts and all of a sudden, the uh, all these believers, these probably tens and tens and tens of thousands of believers are scattered throughout Judea and Samaria, which is exactly where Jesus told them to go in the first place. And they're going to continue that because every time they're persecuted, they keep moving and they'll eventually move to the remainder of the earth, the remainder of the known world. So when we read about this, we're reading about people who are martyrs people who are persecuted. Um, Romans 8.28 tells us um, that God works all things together for the good of those who love him. I'm kind of paraphrasing there, but essentially God is saying that everything in this world, I'm going to use it good or bad to make my will done. And in this case, the persecution, which is not good, God does not want that to happen, but he's going to use it for his good. Uh, James chapter 1 verse 2 talks about the trials that we face and how we should find joy in them because they actually refine us and make us stronger. They make us more mature. These are just odd thoughts in a, in a world that wants to have everything feel good and be happy. But the persecution has actually a positive effect on the message of the gospel. And the last thing I want to talk about today is we talk about Christians being killed 
Um, I mentioned yesterday the story of uh, Columbine High School, and I remember that back when it was happening, but I also remember that that was written about. And there's a uh, there was a band in the 90s called uh, DC Talk. They were kind of this punk Christian band, alt-Christian band, if you will. And they uh, wrote a song called Jesus Freak. You can go listen to it. Um, it's kind of an interesting song, and it, you know, sort of the MTV generation. It had a, a music video that went with it. But those guys, they co-authored a book that was just nothing but martyrs. It was stories of martyrs in, in modern day. And if you just type in your browser, Jesus Freak Martyrs, and maybe put the word PDF after it, the first one that comes up is actually that story that I was talking about um, of a young lady who was actually at Columbine High School. And so you might go read that. And if you're really interested in reading about a bunch of martyrs in more modern times, you can go get that book. Uh, and they, I think they have two, two different volumes. So um, they're available. They're not that expensive. One other easy thing you can do is go look at the website Open Doors USA or an easy way to go is uh, go on Instagram and just follow Open Doors USA. And they'll post things about people who are being persecuted. When you see them, you can just stop and pray for those that are being persecuted because we are one body of believers. These are your brothers and sisters in Christ who are being persecuted. So um, so as we finish up and, and now we watch the gospel being spread, I want to pray for us and those who are persecuted throughout our world. God, you are a powerful God and you are um, omnipotent. You are separate from all things. You know all things. You are um, separate from time. And so you know what's happening and you can work all things together for your good. And I pray that those people who are being persecuted throughout the world, whether it's physically, maybe it's it's with their life, but also spiritually, um, socially, and all of the rest, um, I pray that you would give them an extra measure of courage, that you would give them an extra measure of strength, and, and to be able to see that you are walking beside them, I pray for them, um, that they would stand up in their faith, and that, God, you would be known through the persecution that they're facing. God, I pray for that persecution to end and ultimately that your gospel to spread and to have the peace that you promise. God, we love you so much. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.